You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. The following program contains scenes and language of a frank and explicit nature. Viewer discretion is advised. It just occurred to me After plastic surgery There might be a problem or two So dear Lord up above Please show me your kind love I need an important answer from you Will my new boobs go to heaven with me? Cause there really is something special to see When I'm walking but ass bare They point straight up in the air And my cup size is now a triple D Can my new boobs tag along when I get your call? Cause the ones I used to have were awfully small But with these new ones, they're having quite a ball Lord, will you open your gates for my new size 48s? When you see them, you'll see they're just divine They cost me 5000 each, my doctor, he was such a peach For another grand, he Botox my San Francisco. Good morning, good afternoon, wherever it is. I'm John Miller, and this is the John Miller program with Phil Perrier. Phil, you there? Hey, John, I'm I'm ready to go, man. Yeah, uh, we're, we're we're well. I'm in California. He's in Atlanta, and this is a 
This is podcasting technology as best. We're just talking about the microphones and the 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 blue the blue yeti the the Cadillac of of microphones of USB microphones. Am I right? (laughs) This is as good as it. If you can't hear us now, you're not trying, huh? (laughs) (laughs) You almost almost got me there, you crazy prick. (laughs) So what's been going on with you, my man? Well, just I've been watching a lot of sports. You know, I watched the ladies' tennis, Coco Golf winning the U.S. Open, and I watched Alabama losing to Texas last night. And um, so you have cable? Oh yeah, I've got a I've got a comprehensive cable package. All right. So are, are you are you one of those like me that just got to have everything? Uh, yeah, I mean it's a it's a quality of life. You know, I mean. I'm 59 years old. Sitting on my butt and watching sports is about 40 percent of my Your life. Yeah, yeah, my life exactly. I think that's more like 80 percent of my life. <laughs> I mean, I, I watch you know, I watch movies and and you know Jeopardy and other stuff, but when it's football season, Jack, I'm watching a lot. And NASCAR, every you know, I'm I'm not watching my my race because I'm doing this podcast with you. Yeah, I know. Well, I know, and you're a you're a you're a big race fan. Yeah, I don't know if I am anymore though. I'm kind of I'm I might be getting over it a little bit. Uh-huh. You know, I I I've been watching some, you know, other types of racing other than NASCAR, but I'm I I don't know if I'm really I'm I don't know. I'm kind of I I'm I, I got a bad taste in my mouth with NASCAR lately. It's now, just, why is why is that? I just it man, too much bickering. Really? Yeah, I mean, it, everybody's turning each other in and fucking with each other. It's just now it's well, like, so okay. Did you watch like NASCAR back in like the Richard Petty, Dale Earnhardt, you know, Camelot? Yeah, era? that's when I began. Yeah, and, me too. You know, I was in Daytona when when uh, when Dale bit the. the oh no, kidding! You were you were at that race? Yeah. So uh, you saw that happen? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, uh, I mean, did you like when it first happened? We were like, oh god, he's going to be dead, or what? what nah, no, nah, I guess it the hit was it didn't look like it was hard enough. God Almighty. I mean, and and most people say that hit wasn't hard enough, but you know it is what it is. Did, was there like an announcement, like you know, ladies and gentlemen, Dale Earnhardt has passed away or anything like that? Yeah, there was. Good. I bet the place was just like you know, everybody was just dumbfounded. It was yeah, like, people was wandering around, not knowing where they're going. It was kind of weird, but yeah. Um, but you know, I, even with all that, you know, and. and I'm still a, a, a race fan. Uh, I'm an Earnhardt fan. Yeah. Like or, or junior. They both. Well, what was your feeling about Jeff Gordon? That guy was just a fucking golden egg. Cause it was like people, it seemed like the people that liked Dale Earnhardt freaking hated <laughs> you oh, know, he like, had, in the South yeah, hating he Jeff didn't Gordon. Have that, he didn't have that, uh, you know, the, you know, he was from California. He was kind of a mild mannered, you know, dude. Yeah, he, he didn't fit in until, until they, you know, Close to the end of his career, um, right. you know. But at the same time, it is what it is. Like I don't, I could, I don't even know. I, I don't, I haven't watched NASCAR in years. I don't even know, like who the top. I guess Bush, uh, oh. Kyle. Well, I don't know. Kyle, uh, Kurt retired because he hit the wall. Uh, he's been out for now over a year, I think. But uh, who is? I, I don't even know. I, I think it's it's going to be. Um, God, what's his name? Um, the number five car. He'll probably win it. Um, it'll come to me, but, uh, 
Yeah. Well, just let that marinate. The replacement Dale go, uh, 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 Gordon. Oh God, what's his name? Um, uh, Hendrick actually sponsors the car. He didn't have, didn't have this team and he built it all out of his own pocket. It's pretty funny, but, uh, yeah, you know, it is what it is. We're not yeah. going to, we're not going to turn this into the NASCAR minute, but no, get ready to cut the cable, dude. Now, what have you, have you, have you thought anything? You hear about Danny Masterson from the, uh, that 70s show just got sentenced to 30 years to life. Really? Yeah, in, in L.A. for multiple rapes. Like, Oh, I heard something about that. Yeah. Wow, they 30, really, 30 years? Yeah, 30 years to life. I mean, 30 years minimum. I mean, I guess, I, 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 I'm guessing he could be eligible for, you know, that's the question. Is like, when is he eligible for parole? Uh, you know, probably a lot sooner than 30 years, but still, I mean, Wow. You know, Cosby did like, you know, 30 years, 30 freaking years. <laughs> and he's a big Scientologist. And, and yeah, people that's where I know him from Scientology. Yeah. And people were saying that, well, you know, they're covering up for him. And yeah, I, I don't well, he's know. on that 70s show too, right? Right, right. The guy with the curly hair. Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I mean, he was hilarious. He Like they're in those scenes where they're like stoned in the basement, you know, yeah. and, I thought, I mean, they were fantastic. You know, I, I guess that, you know, he had a dark, you know, a dark side. That yeah, we don't I, know about. I bet Hollywood just has a dark side. Well, and apparently there was a Conan O'Brien interview from years ago with Danny Masterson, and Danny Masterson said something about licking, like you can lick my balls or something. And Conan said, "Yeah, you know, I've heard about you. You're going to get caught one of these days." And that was, you know, that's been that's been making the rounds of the of the gossipy. You know, that's, that's crazy. I know. I know. It was almost like didn't, a didn't a Conan just recently get canceled too? Uh, yeah, I think Conan's off the air, you know, since, I don't know, a while ago. I, I got it, you know, I, I never, Conan never well, really the did. Other, much. Who's the other guy, the other late night guy? Uh, okay, well, Jimmy Fallon. Fallon, yeah. Yeah, there's a big article in Rolling Stone, and I, I read an article a few years ago. Apparently, he drinks a lot and he parties a lot. Sounds and, like my, my brother. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, my brother, like my mom, my dad, but, uh, Anyway, so like the people that work for him are, they're saying, oh, you know, they're, they're walking on eggshells and he has bad days where he comes in and he's a monster and people are scared of him and they smell <laughs> liquor on his breath. But um, hey, I'm wondering like how much of that is like Jimmy Fallon being a, a bad boss and how much of that is just the younger it, generation is so freaking fragile now. It's, it's not, it's, it's Every, not, not the younger generation, yes, but even the older generation now are, are pussies. Yeah. It, it, the, I call it the pussification of America. It's like, I, I, I think it was like mad cow in that, in that. <laughs> <laughs> being a total wuss. I mean, when, like when we were growing up, we were like, Hey, be brave, be tough, be resilient. Now it's yeah. like, no, no, just take pills and be a, a separate a little poodle kissing bedwetter. <laughs> Not that I, you know, not that it's wrong. There's nothing wrong with being a poodle kissing bedwetter. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, you know, we all love them, but, uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, ever since COVID, that's why I said there's mad cow in the COVID. Oh, you think so? You think there could have been some puss, some pussification in the COVID? Yeah, there might have been. Yes. There, there probably are some, yeah, because everybody is just fucking wusses and, and it turned, it turned everybody into liars too. Like, what do you mean? I mean, we're, we're, Places where you shouldn't be lying, they're lying now. And, oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, tr- truth is taking a vacation. Yeah, it's like 
if they tell a lie enough, it becomes truth. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and I, and I, I'm a recipient of that. We won't really? talk about that, but, you know, gaslighting. Yeah, it's like, you know, I basically got involved in the can in the cancel culture up here. And, uh, there's another, another San Francisco. That, that is like the, that is like the heart of cancel culture, right? Yeah. I, and I was, I'm, I'm a victim. Like when, when was this? Well, in the last couple of years. Like what, what, what is their criticism of John Miller? I, I, I don't even know. Uh So much, so much bullshit out there. Maybe also, maybe it just, if you're like a, a, a white male over 40, you know, you must be a bad guy, right? You've got to be, you know, eating blood diamonds and pooping. Fuck you know, yeah, I mean, you know that. <laughs> but then, no, I, I, you know, it, it just something all of a sudden clicked. People don't like me anymore. You know, it's like. Now, are we sure that they ever did, John? That's, <laughs> that could well, be. Well, here, I, that's um, what I was thinking. Were they just using me for the radio? Well, no, but I mean, the thing was like your, you know, your radio brand in San Francisco was very successful for a very long time. Yeah. I mean, how, how can it just stop overnight? Yeah. I don't know, man. This is, uh, well, you know, you're you're on your feet now. You're on, you're on, uh, you know, uh, Renegade Talk Radio. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's good. You know the name of the network. Renegade Talk Radio, of course. Yes. I was in front of a judge a couple of days ago and the judge, was from Las Vegas, and he knows about Renegade Talk Radio. He goes, yeah, I'm familiar with that. that Las Vegas is the home of Renegade Talk Radio, right? Uh, yep, right there on the Strip, no doubt about it. And, we're, and we're, we're more than happy to be hanging out over there. It's cool. Thank you, uh, uh, the staff of uh, Renegade Talk Radio. for. Uh, it is an honor to be on Renegade Talk. And I feel like we are renegades, John. We're not, we're not well, these... These, oh, these, you know, I am kind of a renegade. I, oh, you are. You were doing this before people knew what the yeah, hell. Yeah, I mean, and there's no respect for that. There it's, should be. Like, it never happened. It's like, I mean, like, I I, I guess I need to drink some more beer. I, I stopped <laughs> drinking, and since I stopped drinking, all the shit, all this came down so maybe i need to start yeah. drinking again yeah i think yeah i think the listeners out there i think the the more you drink the better everything's going to be <laughs> things were <That's>... great <laughs> yeah i figure for 20 years i had a beer in my hand yeah you know so a cold one always always yes yeah good times you know, I'm, gonna have, I'm gonna have a couple of cold ones after we get done with this broadcast i'll tell you that right now are you still drinking yeah, a little bit a little bit on the weekends yeah uh, i i i I haven't really had anything for, for months, dude. I, I, I did, I did buy a couple of mini Coronas, uh, for my birthday, but only a drink one. So, you know, what brought, what brought on this, uh, this uh, sobriety? I have no idea. So like one day you're like, I think I'll get a beer. Nah, not really. Yeah. Nah, I'm just not, I don't know. I I guess because it's not on the radio. I don't know. Oh, so in other words, you're like when the radio shows stopped for COVID, you stopped drinking? Well, yeah. Okay. Pretty much. Um, a lot I'm of ha- people go the other way. They'd be like, well, I'm bored. I'm going to start drinking more now. No, I just got, I got bored with drinking. That's great. Uh, no, it's not. It sucks. <laughs> well, I mean, you can always go back. To- <laughs> yeah, there's- 
There's <laughs> beer at every, you know, every 7-Eleven, every convenience, every bodega has got some, some surveys. Well, I've got one, two, three liquor stores within a quarter of a block. <laughs> hey, also, you, if you want to get stabbed or shot, by all means. A did you see store. the video that I shot for uh, uh, Tenderloin TV? Uh, uh, oh, maybe I did. When, when was this? I sent it to you via messenger uh, beginning of the week. Yeah, this is coming back to me. It's, you know, my memory is kind of, kind of, kind of foggy, you know, because of my, my, my herbal. Born. Say what? Yeah, you didn't, you didn't watch it, did you? I know I, I did. Just refresh my memory as to what was in it. And then I, I can There was tell a you. guy getting a blowjob across the street. Okay. No, I didn't. <laughs> I did not see that because I would remember That's- it. You got uh, on the break. Go, well, you can probably do it right now. Go, go to your messenger, and uh, and there's a video in there, and you need to click on it and play it while we're hanging out here. That way, that way you'll get familiar with it. All right. All right. So go to messenger. Yeah, I'm going. That's my Facebook thing, right? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, by the way, you can uh, of course check out this program and uh, what's going on with the JMP going to. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash the John Miller program. All right. Now, when did you send this, John? Uh, uh, Tuesday, I think. So would this be your last email to me or your last? It was, it was through messenger. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm looking, John. Yeah. Not, not. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hooker or not. There you go. Tenderloin. Oh God. Yeah. This looks (laughs) like this is going to be graphic. That's Tenderloin TV. That's my hashtag. Okay. There's a. A gentleman standing. Okay, but but what? What? We got, okay, it's got, three minutes and thirty nine seconds, right? Uh, you got you got. Don't don't concentrate on the guy. No, I'm not. I just it, the thing is the the way the screen is cut off. It looks like you might be seeing the top of somebody's head, but what do you mean? I, you can I, see. I'm trying to get this thing to play. The whole thing. Well, it's not playing yet, John. Oh uh, well. Anyway. Uh, that is quite the video. I shot that from my apartment a couple of days ago. And so this is a guy getting serviced by, uh, yes, by hooker or not. By what? Is she a hooker or is she not? But it is a she though. That is that. I believe so. <laughs> San Francisco. This, this is any, you can roll a- the dice, but I believe it. <laughs> I, I, I've seen the same individuals a couple of times. This time I just happened to cap my camera out. I mean, do you see like the guy handing her money or? No, I, I didn't see that. Um, but, uh, uh, I saw everything else except for okay. you can't, the only reason it's posted on Facebook is you can't see anything. Oh, but you can see the head movement. <laughs> so if you were to go to, uh, facebook.com forward slash John dot Miller dot radio and scroll down, you'll find this video. Um, under the hashtag Tenderloin TV, good times. So this is your neighborhood, is your is what you're saying? Yeah, I'm, I'm dude. I'm on the corner of crack and heroin. <laughs> I'm in the fucking center of it all, dude. Yeah, I mean, are there like people living in tents and all that kind of stuff? No, no, that's over with. No, there's no more tents. Um, the tents, how they get rid of that? Um, I'm not even sure how that happened, but across the street from me. They have like a dog park now instead of a big open parking lot. Uh-huh. Um, so, and, and that is, is, you know, owned by a, a, a corporation. So, uh, they don't, they don't let it happen, but there are still tents occasionally out here. 
Um, not that many though. At, at one time, there was you know a couple hundred of them. So, uh, but it, but it's 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 getting better. You know, Good. I'm not going to dig up grandma or anything to show it to her, but. <laughs> But, but it is, you know, I, I used to have, you know, 50 tents across the street from my house. I, well, I remember you sent me a picture. It looked like freaking, uh, it, it right? looked like Skid Row in LA is what it looked like. Well, no longer. There's no, there's right. no tents within, a, you know, two or three blocks of my house, right? Well, yeah, I, I'd say two or three blocks. Yeah. Wow. In, in either direction, it, it's kind of got cleaned up. Good. But, but there's still, if, you know, if you go out the outskirts of the tenderloin, you'll find tents and, you know, the fentanyl de- dealers and, you know, you've, it's still all here. Yeah, golly. I mean, the tenderloin has been known for what it's go- going on. Now, why I is it called the tenderloin? That's I sounds- have no idea. Yeah. I've, 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 a good thing, maybe I should. I guess look- the hard loin would be even more disturbing. <laughs> but- exactly. The tenderloin. I mean, but the, but this, this is one, you know, the first name, like, uh, a neighborhood in San Francisco. It's been around forever. Yeah, yeah. It's been scandalous from day one. Yeah, I think. I think back, like back in the day, there were like a lot of sailors in San Francisco. You know, it was like a real. Yeah, I mean, you know, hookers and drugs yeah, and sailors, yeah, all that yeah. kind of. The hookers are still here. The drugs are still here. And the sailors, maybe not as not as many. Yeah, you don't see very many sailors anymore. Yeah, well, because you know nowadays things are shipped. Uh, in those giant container, you know, trucks and those, you know, they're like from China. Yeah. Hey, did you watch any of that uh, thing about Bob Guccione of Penthouse on A&E the other night? No, I didn't. Freaking, you know, I did not know, like, there was a period in the 80s when Penthouse was outselling. Oh, yeah. Out, and, you know, they were doing better than Playboy. And, and they were showing, like, more frontal, new, like, women's, you know, it's lower. More, it was more um, upscale. Say what? Uh, Penthouse is always more of an upscale magazine. Well, I don't know about upscale, but it's like Playboy was like the girls next door, and Penthouse was like hotter, more, you know, uh, I don't know. Yeah, and outside the form in the back. Say what? The the Penthouse form. Oh, God, yeah. the let- I mean, That was like the best, you know, the, the yeah. letters to Penthouse. I mean, I mean it, it was a far better magazine. I well, think. so really, was that because when I was growing up, my dad got you know I would sneak looks at Pen, at Playboy, but my dad never bought Penthouse. But I saw a Penthouse at other people's houses, and I was like, "Damn, you know that's yeah, I, I it, it was an upscale magazine." Well, I mean, I thought I just thought the women in in Penthouse looked better than the women in Playboy. You know? Exactly, I mean, the, Playboy they spent more money. Well, yeah, and the, that was part of the documentary. Was like he was ma- Bob Guccione was making money just hand over. Fuck yeah, he was. <laughs> I mean, he was like one of the richest guys in America, and then he lost it all. He like he he tried to invest in a um, casino in Atlantic City, New Jersey, and, and, and the dirt. Yeah. Well, yeah, he put one hundred and twenty million dollars of his own money into it, and then he couldn't get a license because you know it's like he, the state <laughs> has to give you a gaming license. And and Donald Trump, who knew him, said, "Don't even try it because they're not going to give you a gaming license." And he spends $120 million and they don't get my gaming. And so then he sold what, you know, the, the skeleton that he had built to Donald Trump for like pennies on the dollar. And that was the end of, you know, and and then his empire just, you know, after you you piss away 120 million bucks. And then by then, you know, the internet is, is, is a, is a thing and people are, are not, you know, they're not buying magazines as much and the, 
ad yeah. revenue. So hey, it's kind of like all the magazine guys. They, they they're pretty much done at this point. They're done. They're it's all it's all over. There is no oh, penthouse. Yeah. There is no Playboy. So here here's what's going to happen. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna step out of here for a second. Uh, well, our guests, of course, uh, the next segment will be T.J. Walkup, good friend and colleague. Uh, I guess I could call him a colleague. Um, but he, he called you a colleague, though. That's well, he, <laughs> we'll, like, we'll no, I, I, John Miller. That does not ring a bell. He was he, he was one of the people who created uh, Addicted on Discovery. That was now that was one of the first reality shows, as I recall. Uh, yeah, pretty much. It was wow. by. He'll, he'll tell us about it. Yeah. Um, next up, we got your uh, at uh, one o'clock uh, uh, at halfway through the show. We got Dan Friedman, your good Friedman, friend. right, right. Friedman, yeah, your good friend and buddy. Yep. He's coming on, and then of course, uh, for the last half hour, we got Feast Marlon Kasberg, um, uh, pirate radio uh, guy. That is, you know, I've had him on my stations over the years, and. A really cool dude. Um, he's actually a vet tech or his day wow. job. He's, he's a, good a veterinarian. Dude. Yep. How about that? And, uh, so uh, we're going to wrap this up. I'm John Miller. And I'm Phil Perrier. And we'll be right back here in a few on the free. Oh, on the JMP. There's no more free. You know, uh, number excluded here. This is uh, Norm. Hey there. Uh, you can listen on the web if you're not cool <laughs> enough to uh, own a radio. And uh, tune in to John. And uh, shut up, Doug. That's all I got to say, because, uh, uh, you know, I got to go uh, see girls at a strip club. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. I've been to Shammy's Car Wash. I know for a fact we can put new car smell in a little plastic bottle this, this fucking big. Surely to God, we can put 18-year-old pussy in one this big. That's all I'm trying to say. Uh, when you've had enough of the same old stuff on tap, it tastes like crap. Awaken your taste buds to ball sweat beer. Hey, bartender. Yeah. For ball sweats. Here you go, boys. Suck it down, fellas. Mm, I think I've had this before. What the hell is this? Oh, that shit was nasty. Oh, stop you, silly. Hey, you're getting spit all over my body. Dude, this beer tastes like crap. No, it's ball sweat. Ball sweat beer. Made out of the finest ingredients that you'd rather not know about. I got a list right here. You want to see it? Ooh-wee, that's nasty. For those special occasions when you want to throw caution to the wind, ball sweat beer. Whoa, look, guys. Brittany's on her fifth case. Hey, baby, you want to go out? With this stuff, who needs a girlfriend? I'll never need to leave the house again. Mmm, it's so good. The taste is so familiar. She likes my juice. Makes me want to be naughty. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you follow us outside? I think me and my friends can uh, assist you in getting a little more of your liquid refreshments. 
Let's go. Rich and foamy, bubbling over with fervent flavor. A musky kind of taste. Yep, that's ball sweat beer. And now for the guys, Taco Surprise and Taco Surprise Light. When you're watching your figure, ball sweat beer for the ladies and Taco Surprise and Taco Surprise Light for the men. How they get that thing in the bottle, I'll never be able to tell. <laughs> ball sweat beer. Tastes kind of gamey, but after a couple, you start liking it. So don't be afraid, limp or flaccid. Step right up to the bar, slam your money down, and take a taste adventure. Hey there, right. You can't leave till you hit the two-drink minimum there. I'll take the taco surprise light, or the TSL as we call it. <laughs> ball sweat beer. Hello, this is Burr Reynolds. Hey, you ball-headed fart. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Litty baby, how about some lovin'? Hey, get that thing away from me. Come on, honey, Bob Dole wants some lovin'. Have you ever done it with Viagra? Are constant erections causing trouble in your marriage and embarrassment in public? You need Soft On, the patented anti-erection formula that turns even the most stubborn erection into a hard off. With Soft On, you'll never have to worry about popping a tent on the golf course, in the boardroom, or even the bedroom. <laughs> I used to skip gym class at college because everyone made fun of my inadvertent wood. But now with Soft On, even climbing a rope doesn't cause any swelling. Being totally flaccid is the best thing that's ever happened to me. This is Bob Dole. At my age, an erection can be fatal. Thanks to Soft On, plaster of Paris wouldn't get this thing hard. Soft On, ask for it by name. Tell them Bob Dole sent you. And for the erection that just won't quit, try new Extra Strength Soft On. It comes with an 8x10 naked picture of B. Arthur. To order your 30-day trial supply of Soft On, send $39.99 to Soft On. P.O. Box 100, Reno, Nevada. Oh my god. You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. Succulent Pirate Radio. Hmm. Why? Because deep down we're insensitive and robust. Isn't that why you're here? And now, uncaged and raised in a stress-free environment, it's John Miller, USDA certified and flogged across the thighs of Guatemalan virgins. Here's John. Welcome back to the JMP. I'm John Miller. And I'm Phil Perrier. And, uh, we got good friend and confidant, uh, TJ Walkup on the phone. TJ, you there? Yeah, I'm here from yeah. Olympic Pictures. He, him, yo. Yeah, yo, hi on. God, how long have we known each other? You know what? It's probably been too long. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Way too long. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I learned a lot from you back in the day, you know, uh, but, uh, and I'm still learning from you. It's funny. The other day I called you up. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? And he's like, you got, you're on the right track, but we, I finally figured it out. You know, I was trying to convert a M, uh, uh, recording of this into an MP4 or whatever, and it didn't want to do it. But finally I got it to do it. And I'd like to thank, uh, TJ for helping me through that. I think we just talked it through. Yeah. We talked it through just like you would when you're doing any kind of IT work, but there was also an element of like, just Google it, man. You can yeah. convert this to something else. I fucking hate Google. <laughs> I don't hate it. It's a necessary evil. Just kind of like dealing with AI. Well, but you know, I, that's how I got my job at United Airlines. My, my boss was like, well, if I'm not here, what would you do? And I'm like, I'll Google it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're doctor, you go to see a doctor and they usually you're with you for a couple of minutes and they disappear. Yeah. And then they come back in and they say, okay, well, I think you could do this. They Google it. They're Googling <laughs> the shit. They just don't want to do it in front of you. It's <laughs> fucking hilarious. So what do you, uh, we're here because you do certain things, uh, you know, for a living, uh, 
you're a camera guy and a producer and tell us who and what TJ Walkup is all about. Cause well, I, 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 when I met you, when I met you, you were doing the, uh, uh, the hit series, uh, addicted. No, no, you met me much earlier than that. Did I? Yeah, you met back in the days with uh, McSween, Paul McSween. Well, but no, it wasn't that long. Well, maybe I was way earlier. Friends, yeah. It was way earlier. It was CNET and Otaku Patrol Group before G Four, before Tech TV, uh, before all that stuff. It was. It was basically what's that guy Ryan Seacrest? Remember him? Yeah. So his first TV job. Like MTV and that it was it was CNET, and I had been working at CNET, and then I knew uh, Paul McSween because he's a ham radio operator, and so was I, right? Yep. And so uh, he said, "Why don't you come on and help this guy? He's working in a garage in Antioch, and you know uh, his situation is he needs more content, and you guys were looking for more content, so I brought some punk bands in." Yeah, you brought uh, what was the name of uh, God? What was that? I still got recordings. Packed, yeah. Packed the band. <laughs> yeah, they're funny. And they played in my in my house, mm-hmm. in my upscale neighborhood on the water, and my and, and they rocked the house down that night. Yeah. And my my neighbors were dancing in the, in the driveway. Whatever happened to your roommate? That guy, like what? <laughs> Who the drunk? Was oh it? no, uh, you're talking Floyd. Yeah, Floyd. Whatever happened? To I him? have no idea what happened to Floyd. He's that kind of guy, isn't he? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> He's like the pool boy. What's that friend of yours you had that was there when uh, OJ was trying to kill his wife or did kill his wife? Oh, uh, Kato Kalen. Kato Kalen. That's right. Yeah, what a great example of a human being. <laughs> He's going to be on the on the program here in a couple weeks. He had really Remember? nice hair. Yeah, oh, God. Kato and I are still friends. Are you really? Did you ever get <laughs> my message? What would you like me to tell him? Remember, no, no, I told you to talk to him before. You said, come on and shoot the Kato's with me. They're like, oh, that guy's terrible. I said, I couldn't stand it, like, being around that sort of thing and not saying something or, or stopping the guy, trying to stop the guy. I know OJ was a formidable human being. It'd be difficult to put your arms up against that guy, but still to save your friend's life, right? I said, I told you the next day, I called you up, and I said, I had a nightmare. And the I nightmare was about this. that whole situation. I said, tell you tell Cato Caitlin to stuff it. I'm not going to do shit for that guy. <laughs> good, good yeah, I kind of remember that, but that was, yeah, <laughs> I lost a lot during the strokes. So I kind of, you know, if it's brought up to me and someone said, I can remember it, but I can't, I can't retrieve it like I, like it was yesterday. You know what I mean? I think you, you owe me some money too. That was right before the stroke, right? Yeah, no, I don't, no. <laughs> I don't owe you shit. <laughs> so By anyway, way, uh, the check bounced. Well, yeah, I told you it was going to too, <laughs> <laughs> but you still took it. <laughs> yeah, we so we went way back with. I mean, basically, Paul McSween started you with him, you know him and you in the garage. He brought yeah. a lot of equipment that nobody understood. Yeah, I mean, I can understand it, but then there was some Mensa guy that used to come in and hang around uh, just because he liked to be around guys who, uh, well, they just didn't have as much intellect as him. Remember what was that guy's name that was a Mensa member? Him? Oh, I don't. You don't. You know who I'm talking about, though, right? Oh, I don't. Uh, who? Who? He was such. He was a knucklehead. With uh, he was sort of a frat boy type, a little bit of nerd, but mostly frat. And he came in to write some stuff with you. Oh yeah, I remember who you're talking about. Yeah, but I don't. Rem- I fucking don't remember his name. 
This is like an anonymous show. We can talk about people all day long and don't know who they are and don't remember who they are. And... I don't re- I remember. Yeah, I remember, remember what's his name? What a prick. Yeah, yeah that I, guy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember his name, though. You got to give me credit. Fuck, I, I finally remember who you're talking about, but I don't remember. He wasn't around very long. Yeah, he was there for a minute and tried to dominate some stuff. For I was cracking up. Oh, yeah, you're talking about that guy that we were gonna uh, start up. Uh, we were doing the the we moved to the the uh, this, uh, his studio in Walnut Creek. That what you're talking about? Egan. Egan. Yes. Oh, oh, it's that Egan. that's that's Paul McSween's best friend, Egan. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he and won't he, even since Paul died. He won't talk to me. Well, no wonder. I mean, yeah, he's he was only in it for the Paul. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. You know, Egan Egan was he was kind of funny, but kind of not. And the first thing he tells you, it's like it's you could call him like, you know, okay, when you meet a vegan, right? It takes 30 seconds to figure out they're a vegan because they always tell you right away. Yeah. I, I would never eat an animal. And like, look, I think it's ethical not eating animals. I think it's great for the environment. I think it's great for people. I'll be right maybe, back. Maybe even for some health, but I was raised you know, on a Latino diet, which is mostly meat and a couple of beans involved. Right? So, <laughs> so, you know, with, with a guy like Egan, he came in, I'm so smart. I'm a member of Mensa. And he starts bragging about that to me. I go, dude, I hung out with the kids in the smoking section and I'm asthmatic. I don't even smoke, but there are the more interesting kids. Why do I want to hang out with you? <laughs> yeah, we used to, Egan was our, 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 our punching doll there for a while. Yeah, remember you, we lit him on fire on the couch. Remember that? I do remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hilarious. We had you lit cards. him on fire. We had made yeah. two cards that says "I'm a child molester" and got, and, <laughs> and and put them in his hand, and he would just be sleeping, and, and, we, yeah. and we'd use and we'd use them as a stuffed dummy. It was great. Yeah, it was basically the show was like a live dumpster fire, but nobody yep. pissed on this poor guy to save his life. Oh we, my god. We, he was around telling us about how smart he was while he was sitting there having penises drawn on his forehead when he passed out <laughs> drunk or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, yeah, if you're hanging out with people who set you on fire, you might not be that smart. Yeah. I mean, we're, yeah, it was like a, a bunch of commiserating psychopaths with a bunch of technology to play with. Yeah. It was it was, very irresponsible. I, I, I see Phil, Phil came in when we, when we hit Scottsdale. He 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 didn't get the experience the original shit that we we're lighting shit on fire and you know, punk bands in the living room. Yeah, <laughs> punk bands. No, it, was, it was pretty tame when I when I saw it. It was you and Paul in in that little apartment. Now this is not a personal slight whatsoever. I wish I had this name. It's beautiful. Your last name is Perrier. It just does not evoke uh, the the thoughts of a dumpster Come fire. Come in, <laughs> punk rockers and think you know. I know it, it you evokes... sound respectable, Phil. Well, I'm not, but thank you. <laughs> oh, it's a good cover. Yeah, it'll work. It'll work. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Bill, uh, guess who just showed up? Who? Melinda. Your She'll kid. be late to her own funeral. Tell her I said hello. Can you hear her? Yeah, kind of a little beep back there. Yeah. On a certain time, I'm not late. I'm early. Well, who do you think was going to answer the door? She drives a Mexican taxi cab. She's way early, a half an hour. <laughs> yeah, she's here for tomorrow. tomorrow. Nice. It's tomorrow. Uh, Monday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? I think it's Monday, right? That you are correct, sir. It's a very famous date. Do you remember? Uh, what famous date? Oh God! Oh, okay. not nine eleven. Nine eleven. Nine eleven. Let's see here. 
Bummer. Yeah, I know. Oh, I thought I thought it was why did I think it was Friday? Wow. It's it is I didn't even Friday. think about that until you just mentioned that. Good good heads up, TJ. Yeah, we'll never forget. That's what the bumper sticker is. I know. I've completely, <laughs> it's, I completely forgot. it's September yeah. 10th. I'm like, what's he talking about? Never forget. Golly. <laughs> oh well, yeah. Way to br- way to bring it down. <laughs> tell okay. tell tell us about I you know. I keep hearing about you, Phil. I think I might have met you in a bathroom somewhere, but I didn't leave any change. Um, oh, no, wait a second. <laughs> Note to self, use inner voice. <clears throat> now, f- tell us how you met John, Phil. Okay. John was doing his podcast with Paul in Phoenix, and I was doing the thing called All Comedy Radio in L.A. And somehow, John... How did you hear about? How well, did it be? well, I heard about you. If you remember the story, our next guest, Dan oh, Freed, Dan. he had been my guest right before, you know, the week before. Okay, okay. And, okay. and the deal was, is you refer someone to me for my next guest, right? And he, and he referred you to me. And that's and then, how we met. That was like twenty years ago, at least. Yeah, at least. Yeah, crazy. It went well, by maybe. quick, and you know. And I thought, because you had, I think, didn't you have, you had a couple of strokes, you had heart attacks. I mean, like, I would have given your odds of living another 20 years at close to zero. I, I, I. I, And there were substances and there was, I think there was alcohol. I mean, you were. We had a good time. (laughs) You were burning the candle on every conceivable end. Okay, I had the place burning like a fucking. You're like the (laughs) Keith Richards of pot. And, you know, TJ, back then, when, when John said, you want to be on my webcast, right? I was like. What the hell is that? I mean, John was nobody was doing a podcast back then. Yeah, but then he says to you, "You got to wear this little bikini." <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> now, John said though that you were shooting a reality show early, early in the days of reality shows, right? Not super, not super early. In fact, I was sold on it as being a documentary series, and then when I got working on it, we had had a meeting with us because I'm I'm basically a documentary guy, mm-hmm. and they said to me. You know, you're working on a reality show. It's not a fly on the wall sort of thing. Do you understand? I, I agreed that I understood it, but I did not like the premise of reality shows. I don't like the yeah. fakeness of that. I would not set anything up. And I was very angry with that company. In fact, they didn't want to pay me for some of the money they owed me. So I sent them the IRS code about <laughs> being compliant with certain things. Wow. And then I said I would get a lawyer and force them, and then they had to pay me. Wow. I, I hate reality shows. I don't so like they, they misrepresented what they were. That, to me, yeah, because I was yeah. what it was. I'd work on National Geographic stuff and dis, and Discovery and oh, even yeah. Pixar stuff. So I was pretty legit, you know. Yeah. And then they come to me through another person I knew who was a hungry producer. I knew her as a PA. Now she's trying to make her career, right? Yeah. It was such a hard thing to work on. At the end of it, she quit. Now she lives in uh, Portugal on the beach, and she doesn't wow. do anything in TV anymore because it was the people were scathing. Man, it was a terrible show to work on. Wow, and uh, they were—they had no morals. Didn't care if somebody OD'd on the show. Remember the girl you're talking about, Ta- Tatiana? No, no, not Tatiana. There's no Tatiana in that. No. That was this before. Remember the show Intervention? Ah, uh, here's where it gets weird. I could have sworn I met that the lady who did Addicted before on a pilot for uh, Intervention. Okay. Okay. Because so it sounds like a similar concept, right? Well, it is. But what happened was preceding both shows. Years before, this lady, I was working on the pilot of it, right, with a, a company called Meg TV. They're really ethical people, very nice people, actually. Mm-hmm. And they would never do anything scathing at all. 
And those producers were high, had high ethics, just a lot of women who'd come together to do this production company. And um, at the end of that, I'm like, okay, we never heard about it again. Then years again later, th- these two shows showed up around the same time. So I think one borrowed from the other. And I don't, I think I was on both for a second. <laughs> so, um. so when I act, actually ended up working on Addicted, uh, the lady I'd worked with had forgotten that I worked with her like 10 years or so preceding that on a pilot, I think, when wow. she was probably just clean, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I hated those shows. I don't like wow. them. I'm just a real uh, documentary guy. Yeah. Recently, I've gone into the foray of doing horror, though. I'm doing some, uh, like, a comedy horror piece. I just finished it called uh, Mona Geisha. Mona Geisha. Uh, where, yeah. they, where can they see uh, uh, your some of your... Um... Uh, your work. You got anything up on you, what chan- What what website do you got your shit up on, TJ? Well, all the addicted stuff. I think you can probably go to Amazon right now and watch it for a buck each or something. And it's uh, it's it was the making of it is really hard. It was very disgusting and really difficult. And like, what was the disgusting part of it? Well, things like we had a junkie bearing down. Uh, you know, this is what I talked about the show last time I was with John actually. Um, she's bearing down to, to pop out her veins in her neck, and that's how she shoots up, or her husband at the time would shoot oh, up her neck. Right. And she's, you know, trying to get those muscles going, and she's uh, pushing, 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 get the veins popping out of her neck. And then all of a sudden, a little, she farts. And then uh, she, like a lady, she goes, oh, excuse me. And so the whole crew, everybody was like, they're cracking up, because all of a sudden, she's a lady. It yeah. was just a dark moment, <laughs> you know? It's like you're laughing at stuff with the people at the bottom rung of society, and they're having a hard time, and they're they're doing this to get well. Yeah. The purpose of the only motivator for them is they don't want to die, and so we're working with them best we can. We're not addicts, and uh, it's hard to understand that. We studied a lot. My dad's an addict, so I do get more of it than most people. But that was such a weird little dark moment. There were some humorous times off camera. Did you, I mean? Did you feel like the people were being exploited? The well, addict. Well, here, I mean, there's obviously an element of that. Because they wouldn't have done it had they not been offered the gift of a twenty thousand dollar rehab. Yeah, but I mean that's a great you know that's like it's like maybe they're being exploited, but the the upside of of rehab could you know could save their life maybe. I never here's the thing I never personally exploited them. In fact, I would get off camera and cry with them. Wow. Talk about how you're raised. Oh, your dad ripped off your Christmas tree. I mean, all these stories are really heavy. Yeah. And I had similar background with my family members, so I was able to kind of. connect with them on a different level. And yeah. so my own personal ethic led me into pushing them when I wasn't supposed to, like they say, don't help them along. Don't push them, you know, but I'm like, I get off, I turn the camera off and say, look, man, if you went to prison or you died, your parents would never be healed from this. Hey, you know? DJ, we're up against it, man. Oh, the time. Yeah. Okay, well, later. Uh, is there, isn't there, wasn't there a, a website that. Oh, Omnific pictures. You could see what I'm working on and what's going on. Omnificpictures.com. What, what is that? Dot com. Yeah, omnificpictures.com. All right, cool. Hey, we're going to have to get out of here, TJ. I love you. You know that. All right, you guys. Cheers. Good to talk to you, Phil. Hey, yeah, great stuff, TJ. Good, good, good time, my friend. T- till next time. I'm right, John. Cheers. Bye-bye. Hey, I'm John Miller. I'm Phil Perrier. I'm Without still TJ Walkup. Bye. <laughs> Bye until next time. We'll be right back. Hello, this is Bob Dole. When I'm not taking Viagra and promoting Woody's, I'm watching the John Miller program. It's hard enough. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.
If you've got chipped, dented, cracked, or broken implants, then you need Implant Crafters at the mall. At Implant Crafters, we've got a silicone mill right in the store, so we can make you shiny new ones in about an hour. I broke off my implants playing bingo. Oh, 66. Bingo! <laughs> the next day, I went to Implant Crafters at the mall. I dropped off the broken pair, went to Radio Shack to get a hearing aid battery, and by the time I got back, my implants were ready. Implant Crafters at the mall. This week's special, buy two, get one free.
Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. I could have had a high colonic from Britney Spears or be John Miller's announcer. So, why am I here? I'm John Miller. And I'm Phil Perrier. Welcome back to the JMP. Yeah, we're, uh, we're, we're fighting technology here, but, uh, we have your, uh, why don't you introduce your friend? I'd like to introduce a, a, an extraordinary comedian and co-star of the documentary film One Nighters. How about a big hand for Dan Friedman? Yay. Dan, long time no see. Yeah. How you been, man? You know, same old, same old. We're, we were just talking about how I met Phil. And remember, uh, you referred him to me after you were on my show way back in the day. Yeah, and in fact, if I remember correctly, there was no such thing as even social media when we did oh, our show. Uh, yeah, it was all over. You. <laughs> yeah, it was all over the phone. If I remember correctly, uh, it, was, it wasn't even any... MySpace yet. No, no, oh. we didn't have any of this shit. None of it. No, we sure didn't. But uh, yeah, and uh, so I've known you at least twenty years, twenty three oh. years. At least, at the very least. Crazy, right? I mean, yeah, I've known, I and I've known Phil, you know, when you introduced no. me to Phil, you know, we, we've been in contact with each other forever. Phil and I... See, between, between the three of us, if you add it up, we've known each other 60 years. Oh, <laughs> shit. Fucking old fuck. Yeah, I'm, I'm, ter- I'm really bad at math, so... Yeah, me too. A long freaking time. <laughs> well, hey, Phil, why don't you ask him about... Something you you know him better than I do. Well, no, it's just uh, don't it ask like me about since COVID. Like, what what have you been up to since COVID? Let's just start with that. Uh basically, I'm doing a little comedy here and there. Uh, now you live in the Cincinnati area. Yeah, I'm still in Cincinnati. Let's not talk about the Bengals game today. They were okay. absolutely putrid. So that's um, Go Bananas is the is the comedy club that you started at, right? Correct. Um, well, I started at Ray Combs' club, but Copenhagen has been my home club. Oh, I've been that home. place since I was 17. Wow. So, um, yeah, that's kind of like the, the, the one club here in town, I guess you could say. Uh, just kind of taking care of my mom and stuff. Been a kind of a rough summer. She broke her arm. Nice. Uh, I've been, been working two jobs, uh, you know, cause every comedian's got, you know, a good day job or two. <laughs> and, uh, uh, it's been a long, been a long hot summer. And um, I, have you been back to LA since uh, since COVID no. or no? No, I have I have not been back to LA since I I, dro- I packed up my car when my mom passed away five years ago in August. And uh, I, you know, honestly, I, I I miss it so much. I don't want I don't want to go there to visit. I'd want to go there. You know what I mean? I wouldn't want to leave. So let me let me let me stomp on your dreams here for a minute. <laughs> um, <laughs> I went back about, well, COVID hit. Okay. So I came back and, you know, I've been puttering around here. Now you left you know, LA in like 2016. Is that right? I've been back here seven years. Was it 2023? Yes. I got here actually about the end of 2015, but I count 2016. I got okay. back about like a month before Christmas in 2015. Um, and I hate cold weather. It's been brutal winters. In fact, um, my 65-year-old neighbor, I'm out here shoveling the snow the very first winter that I'm back. And he's like, Mr. California, California. <laughs> so I went across the street and I punched him. And um, it's a fair fight because I'm over 50. Um, you know, I, I get stuff in the mail for art. Uh, but um, I went back about two years ago to go get my, you know, I had to put a bunch of shit in storage. 
Right. So it was in storage. I'm paying all this money for this storage unit. A lot of people were like, hey, you got to let that stuff go. And it's like, you don't understand. There's like autographed pictures in there of like Willie Mays. And, you know, there's stuff in the the storage unit that's worth 10 times what I'm paying for it every month. Yeah. So long story short, I rented a car, drove out to go get it. And I got to tell you, man, I miss the L.A. that you and I lived in. Well, how did I miss? It's very different. Um, first of all, I, I pulled up to my hotel. I stayed at a hotel. Um, uh, trying to remember what it was. It was on Sepulveda Boulevard, my old neighborhood. And there's like a, you know, uh, like a gate, like around the parking lot. Kind of Sherman Oaks-ish. Yes. And I am not, I am not making this up. I pull into the lot. I get out of the car. I'm not two steps out of the car. Two steps. I haven't been in LA, but maybe an hour and that was in traffic. Okay. Yeah. And I'm instantly asked for change from homeless people. Good God. I literally set foot on the ground, walked <laughs> to the other side to go get my bag, and three people asked me for money. Good God. So that's one thing I don't miss about L.A. The other thing I don't miss is I went back to my old building where I lived uh, in Sherman Oaks and um, visited a couple friends. And uh, there were people living in campers all along my street. Yeah. And there was a little of that. One. That's better than tents. I used to have like 50 tents on, uh, uh, right across the street here. Oh yeah. No, it would, but it was, this was, it was all over LA. I mean, it was all over and everybody's emptying their sewage into the sewer. Oh, yeah, I, don't I mean, it was, and then when I went into one of the stores, I went into a mini mart. I was about to go get what I call a Coca-Cola tall boy, you know, like, a, yeah. you know, the tall cans of Coke out here in Ohio. They're like, I don't know, buck 89, something like that. Right. Um, in LA 350. Yeah. And, um, at that point I was like, you know, uh, there are things I miss. I miss the weather. I miss the culture. I yeah. miss the diversity of the culture. I miss, uh, the that fact that gone, you, though, dude. it's gone. Right. It's all that's all the stuff that you and I used to love and go do. And, this, you know, uh, you know, other than maybe like some of the food, it's all gone. That's and, so- and when I came back, everybody was like, you know, hey, would you want to live there? And I was like, you know, I don't know that I would now. Um, as much as I like the weather, as much as I miss the food, the diversity, I miss working in the video game business, uh, you know, in between gigs. I just don't the, – the lifestyle that we had doesn't exist anymore out there. It's um, – and I, from what I understand from a few friends uh, who remained out there and stayed in the game industry and even doing comedy – um, it's gotten worse. So I, I really. Did you go to In and Out Burger? Yes, that was the first. Place. <laughs> I got in town early, and they're like, "Well, what if they don't let you check into the hotel?" I'm like, "I'm gonna get in and out. What the hell you think I'm gonna do?" Yeah, that's, um, well, you know, an LA person, man, it's like you know, I, I didn't see my mom, but I did go to In and Out Burger. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I went, got in. I, in fact, I think I I was there for three and a half, three day, two and a half, three days. I had In and Out twice. I ate at uh, Del Taco. <laughs> um, let's see what else did I eat. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite pizza places went out of business. Which one? Um, it's called Pizza Rev. Uh-huh. It was uh, it was uh, basically like Subway, but it was for pizza, oh. and it was reasonable for like L.A. Like for like ten, twelve bucks, you get like a twelve inch pie and a soda. And wow! Lunch, like a custom pizza, and um, it went out, they went out of business. Uh, La Fogada, my favorite Mexican restaurant on Sepulveda. Was still there. I ate there. I ate at Marie Callender's because I basically ate everywhere that we don't have here in Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
I miss, uh, you know, one thing that was great about LA, you know, any time of day, you know, morning, noon, night, uh, you know, two in the morning, you could go and get any kind of food you want. Oh yeah. Um, whereas here in Cincinnati, it's pretty much like chili or get something to eat at the gas station. <laughs> so I, you know, there's a lot of stuff I miss about LA, but again, a lot of the stuff I miss and I'm, I would, I'm going to assume that you probably miss as well. Um, it's just not there anymore, man. It was oh, mind blowing to me. It yeah. was mind blowing to me how COVID had just screwed everything up. Well, you should come to San Francisco. All the stuff that the reason I moved here, all the clubs and, and all the stuff that was fun here is gone. Right. Uh, I mean, and you know, if you, if you were to walk, you know, from here down to the Embarcadero, 99% of the windows have for rent sign or for lease signs in it. it's yeah. it's weird here oh and rent is like from what i understand in la now it's like you know it's you know it's just stupid super size like, yeah so it's just you know um you're paying you know you know several thousand dollars for a box now and, I, okay when i left atlanta you know like around two or left georgia in 2000 Atlanta was like a really good deal, affordable town to live in. I'm guessing yeah, Cincinnati, did Cincinnati get like really expensive while you were gone? Uh, well, yes and no. Uh, I mean, if you compare it to LA, no. If you yeah. live in Cincinnati, then some of what you're paying for, depending upon where you want to live, um, is, uh, is a little overpriced. Like, uh, there's a couple of areas where they're building up. You know, like down, I like I like downtown Cincinnati, and I you know don't get me wrong, Cincinnati is a is a good city. I, it's a it's an okay place to live. I think our weather could be better, but um, like they built all this stuff down by the stadiums and these apartments that they have down there. You know, L.A. prices, you know, two three thousand dollars a month. Yeah. And the sad part is there isn't even a grocery store downtown. Wow. So you know, if, like I used to always say when. I think you and I used to talk when we'd be on the road, like, well, you know, it really would suck to live out here in the boonies and get home after work and realize you forgot to get toilet paper on the way home, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And it's kind of, it's kind of like that. And so there's a lot of, there are some reasonably placed price places here. Um, I think it depends on what part of town you want to live in, but there's also some stuff that it's just like, I would never pay. Uh, they're, they're kind of gentrifying some of downtown as well. Um, like what we call over the Rhine, which is kind of like the, the hipster place to be. And, um, I just, what they're asking for rent, man, I just, I would not want to live, you know, I wouldn't want to yeah. live down there. You got to park on the street. It's, uh, you know, two, $2,500 a month. No, like, what's, the, what's the part of town nice. you're in called? I live in an, uh, an area called Amberley Village, which is, um, Cincinnati is a little different than most places. We have what are called, incorporated and unincorporated areas so i live in what's called an unincorporated area so uh if you're unincorporated you have your own mayor police fire department city council but there's no businesses Mm -hmm. so where i live there's no businesses um and then like the neighborhood over from me which is called deer park is incorporated they have their own fire department police department mayor city council but they also have businesses uh, but we all are in Hamilton County, so we're considered Cincinnati, if that makes any sense. No, it makes zero sense. No. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's it sounds like a cluster fudge of, of yeah, right? democracy, doesn't it? A cluster fuck. Go ahead and yeah, say it. It's, 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 all right. It's, 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 um, it's confusing to people. We'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, I got Dan- pulled over going to get my stuff in L.A. and Oklahoma, if this isn't funny. Um, 
The cop pulls me over. It says, mind you, it's about 7.30 a.m. I was driving. I figured out I can still drive like we used to, man. I just got to stop and pee a lot more. Now yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Dan I and I have do... logged a lot of miles on the <laughs> Yeah, I, I can still do 15 hours. I just got, wow. we're going to stop and pee every every three instead of every four hours now. Yeah. Um, but uh, he yeah. pulls me over and he says, uh, have you been drinking? At seven thirty in the morning. At seven thirty in the morning, it's in Oklahoma. And I said to the cop, "I go, uh, I go, hey man, uh, no." And <laughs> is that a real problem out here? And he goes, "You would be surprised." And I'm like, "No, wow. I think he's right. Oklahoma, there's not a lot to do." Yeah. No, I'm glad I don't live in Oklahoma. Oh, man, so, man. hey Dan, yes sir, we're, we're coming up to the end of this. So you got a website? Where are you, where are you performing? Um, uh, I don't really have any gigs coming up uh, as of late um i probably will be at go banana sometime in the next month or two i uh, don't have a date at the moment we're finishing up our contest uh we, we remodeled the club over covid so it's a, basically a brand new club um i don't have any real gigs coming now, have up you gotten a that. big jolt because of uh one one nighters our documentary is that have you, have you, had- I, I have, I have, I, you know, I gotta be honest. I haven't really been pursuing a whole lot because of my situation at home. Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, not so much like I, I, you know, I'm, my mom's 77 years old. There's, it's a big house. It's, you know, 40 years worth of shit in it. And, you know, I help yeah. her take care of stuff. Right. So, so, um, Dan, we're yeah, getting ready to, we're up against it, man. Um, oh, right. so, uh, um, that's why I was asking. All right. What's your Facebook? Uh, my Facebook, if you want to find me on Facebook, I am, uh, facebook.com slash funny guy, spell funny guy with a PH, P-H-U-N-N-Y-G-U-I. In fact, that is my online handle for everything from Twitter to Instagram. I also just renewed funnyguy.com and I am in the process of getting a new computer and revamping the site. So there's nothing there yet, but, uh, I am in the process of doing all that. Well, Dan, I'd like to thank you. We hadn't talked in many years. I'm glad yes. you hopped on here and Phil got to chat with you and yeah. good times. We'll have to do this sure, again. Right? We'll have to do this again a little yeah, more. Let's do it again man. sometime. Yep, yeah, no doubt sure. about it. For I'm sure. John Miller. I'm Phil Perrier. And that was Dan Friedman. Thank you. And uh, we'll be right back here in a few. Appreciate it, guys. Yep. Take care, Dan. Lights are on, but there's nobody home. The elevator doesn't go all the way to the top floor. It's not playing with a full deck, you know. That John Milligan. That John Miller, of course, you know. Oh, my God. You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. It's the Radio Fishing Show! Welcome to Radio Fishing, America's favorite radio fishing show. I'm Lonnie. And I'm Donnie. And today we're on Lake Jackson fishing for largemouth bass. Ready? Let's do it. Oh, I think I got a bite. You got a bite? Nope. You want one of them cold ones? It's the Radio Fishing Show! This is the ambulance emergency line. Do you have an emergency? I I need a ambulance. Who is this? Joe. Okay, where do you need us? I'm in my fucking phone booth. Okay, what's the address there? Hold on. Okay, sir, did you call through 911? Uh, no. Okay, Joe, I need a location. What street are you on? Uh, I'm in the motherfucking phone booth at the stop and go. Yeah, I'm in the... That's it. I'm in the motherfucking stop and go. On, uh, on, uh, wait a minute. Huff Smith... What's the motherfucking street? Huff Smith... Corville... And something. In the motherfucking stop and go. Huff Smith, Corville, and what? Hold on. 
Joe. Uh-huh. Head out. Let me see. Coffee? 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 There you go. There you go. I'm in the motherfucking phone booth. Let me tell you what, I'm, I'm going down the motherfucking road, driving my car, minding my own goddamn business, and a motherfucking deer jumped out and hit my car. Okay, sir, are you injured? Let, now, let me tell you, I get out and pick the motherfucking deer up. I thought he's dead. I put the motherfucking deer in my back seat, and I'm driving down the motherfucking road and minding my own business. The motherfucking woke up and bit me in the back of my goddamn neck. They bit me and done kicked the shit out of my car. I'm in the motherfucking phone booth. The deer bit me in the neck. A big motherfucking dog came up and bit me in the leg. I hit him with the motherfucking tire iron and I stabbed him. I stabbed him with my knife, so I got a hurt leg and the motherfucking deer bit me in the neck. And the deer and the dog won't let me out of the motherfucking phone booth because he wants the deer. Now who gets the deer, me or the dog? Okay, sir, are you injured? Yeah, a motherfucker deer bit me in the neck. Hold on. The motherfucking dog is biting me. Hold on. God damn it, get out of here. Hold on. The motherfucking dog is biting my ass. Hold on. AT&T TNA Long Distance. We're there for you. The AT&T TNA guy got me a really cheap rate. He spayed the cat for me. He gave my dad a pelvic exam. He checked my kids for lice. He cleaned out my grandmother's colostomy. He checked out all my neighbors for hemorrhoids. AT&T TNA. We're there for you. He checked out my chihuahua for worms. <laughs> Listen to us out there. <laughs> this is your John Miller program for crying out loud. Listen to us. Good afternoon, Dr. Yes, I contacted the uh, animal shelter uh, right next to the uh, Humane Society uh, because I want to have my cat put to sleep. They said to call the police if, if they considered it an emergency. I want to have my cat put to sleep. Okay, I, I, I don't know what you want the police to do about it. Are you the police? Yes, we are. Yeah, are, are they, are, do they have some kind of measure where they do something with the cat in case of a real emergency where the cat is detrimental to a, the other person? He's detrimental to me. He's scared of me, and I'm reacting to the fact that he's scared of me, so I'm scared being in my apartment, being with him, along with him, because he scares me, because he's scared of me, and we're reacting to each other, and I certainly don't want to, uh, I'm not that kind of a, I'm not an inhumane person, and I would never let the cat out the back door and just let it roam around. I want to make sure it's put to sleep. See? Well, how long has he been acting like this? Forever. And um, so I want to... What do you mean forever? Forever. For as long as I've had him, it's forever. Okay, so why is it so important today then? Well, anyway, could you have him put to sleep today? I can't, no. Well, who does it? Animal control does it. And if they're not there today, there's nothing I can do to help you. The machine said call the police at 291-1111 if it was would an emergency. You, uh, would you Am stop I... yelling at me? Well, you are yelling at me, too. No, I'm not. That's just about it. I'll tell you what. How can it be an emergency if you've had this cat all this time and all of a sudden now today it's an emergency? How do you know how long I've had the cat? You didn't even ask. I did too. 
I said, I found out that the cat's scared of me. Right now, while I'm yelling, mm-hmm. the cat is scared. Mm-hmm. He's petrified. And I'm not about to just let him walk out the back door. Should I do that? Should I just throw him out the back door and let somebody kill him or have him starve to death? I thought I'm doing the most proper, humane thing to do is to put him to sleep. For Pete's sake. Good Lord, where do you think I am? A killer? I'm telling you right now that somebody's got to pick that cat up from the police department. Or all hell's going to break loose here. I'm telling you, the I'm telling you, the police department does not pick up. Then why did they put the number down there? Why? Why did they put the number? Call the police. Why am I crying, wolf? You think this is fun for me? I don't like to call the police. No way, no how. And I get bitches like you don't even know how to deal with me. I'd like to put you to sleep. My cat's a color, but you're a dog. You're nothing but a dog. Well, just keep talking because it's all on tape, okay? I really don't care what you say. What, are you going to call me back and arrest me for my mind, speaking my thoughts, that I can't stand your f***ing guts? Your, your toilet paper. Worse than that, your shit. People like you, you stink. Have you done yet? I don't know, did I say enough? Did you get offended? I suppose not. You can't get offended because you don't got no heart. You only got a heart or soul or mind. I don't even know you, but I can tell you right now. You're a soul. Material. Ditto, ditto, ditto. Let them call me, I don't care. I'll tell them that you're the screwed up bitch who made the witch eat my shit and piss on my cat so I had to call you up and my poor cat's scared and you don't give a damn. You bitch. You should be put to sleep. You should be put to sleep. You should die. I'd like to kill you myself. Now, ma'am, why don't you tell me where you are? Oh, I thought you knew already. You got it down on tape. No, you don't want to give your address, huh? I'll give my address. Does that make it better? Yeah, it does. So I'm coming out to see you. What's your address? Why don't you go fly a kite with a hole in it? have a new sponsor they just came on etard.com that's right remedial dating has never been easier etard i like long walks on the beach evenings at home and pudding i like blocks i like <laughs> he doesn't know what he likes he's stupid go to etard.com hey everybody i'm doing it i'm doing it look at me i'm doing it i have to ask my mom first we can have our first date at Mongoloid Barbecue. And this is the quality <laughs> dating you can get on etard.com. Let's Rocks. get married. I like trucks. I like to spill, spill pizza <laughs> on my face. That's right. Remedial dating has never been easier. Etard. Go on, Etard. Go on, Etard and do it. Rub it. Touch it. Go to etard.com. Nine Coronas. That girl looked good to me. I'm good to me. She looked like Pamela Lee. After nine Coronas, I began to kiss her. I did her zipper. She looked like Claudia Schiffer. After nine Coronas, when I met her at the bar, she said she was a Baywatch. When we got into the car, she kind of looked like Sasquatch. Prosper. But she was Courtney Cox. After nine Coronas, 
she was Jennifer Aniston. After nine Coronas, late into the night, I rode her like a Harley. In the soft candlelight, she looked like Chris Farley. Summer on CBS. Big Brother's watching 24-7. The ratings went down, so now they're screwing with us to make the show more interesting. Yeah, I know. This morning when I tried to take a shower, there was no hot water left. I had to take a cold shower. You guys know what shrinkage is, right? It was shrinkage. Shrinkage? There's no such thing as shrinkage. Yes, there is. The, the shrinkage is real. You're right. Oh, come on. See it all on Big Brother. Shut up, Doc. That's all I gotta say, uh, cause, uh, you know, I gotta go, uh, see girls at a strip club. The 12 gauge double barreled Remington. Come get some. From the high desert, you're listening to the Bart Shell Show. Humoring crackpots and conspiracy nuts west of the Rockies. Welcome back. We have a caller on line one. Go ahead, caller. Uh, hey, yeah, uh, I'm Rick, and I keep getting abducted by a UFO, and my girlfriend is a ghost, and I think my mom might be Bigfoot. Really? Rick, Rick, I'm glad you called. This all, this all seems plausible. It does? Yes, you seem, you seem quite rational. 
Well, that's not what the people at the clinic keep No, 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 Rick, 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 Rick. So you, you keep getting abducted by, uh, by UFOs. Tell me about that. No, not UFOs. Just one UFO keeps abducting me. I memorized the license number, though. And the weird part is the aliens are gray Nordics, but they talk like short uglies. Hmm, Rick, Rick, hold the line. We've got another caller. Go ahead, caller. This is Claire. Bart, you can't be serious. Some moron calls and says he's being abducted by UFOs and he's dating a ghost and all this stuff. And you believe it? Claire? Claire? Oh, we, we lost you, Claire. Sorry. We've got another caller. Go ahead. Hey, man, this is Jimmy. Uh, uh, I got a ghost of Dale Earnhardt. He keeps he keeps taking my Fiero out at night. You, you know, Jimmy, oddly, I've had quite a few NASCAR-related Fiero possessions lately. Wait, wait a minute. We've got another caller. Hold the line. Jimmy, go ahead, caller. Hey, Bart, this is Julius Caesar, and I just drank a bunch of pink thinner. And I've got monkeys living in my walls. Mm, yes, Mr. C. Now, are these monkeys, are they long-haired monkeys or are they short-haired monkeys? Man, this is a bunch of crap! A $25 gift. I, have you guys heard that new song by Carrie Underwood where she talks about beating the fuck out of her boyfriend? Women <laughs> <laughs> really love this song. It drives me crazy. I mean, it's a catchy song and Carrie Underwood's hot as shit. But it's kind of bullshit what happens in the song. I don't know what you guys feel way that I do about it, but if you don't mind, like, I would like to, um, we're, I'm going to play the intro to the song so you guys know what song I'm talking about, because I know we got some live people in here and it's a country song, but uh, we'll still play it, and <laughs> it's a, I think they play it on rock too, I think they play it on pop channels and shit, but we'll play it, and then I think there's one more verse that should be added to this song that happens, what happens to the guy when he comes out of the bar, so if you just want to go ahead and play Gary, and then I'll, like, if you know the verse,
our listeners, what do you think? Head licking, normal or abnormal? All right, coming up, you're going to hear the second installment of Radio Fisherman. Hello, this is Burr Reynolds. You bald-headed fart. It's the Radio Fishing Show! So I told Doris, I said, you ain't driving my truck no more. I don't care what you say. Yeah, what did she say? I don't give a damn what she say. Hey, 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 you got a bite. Uh, nope. Hand me another cold one. It's the Radio Fishing Show! These guys suck! This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. It's better than a runaway romp to sunny Barbados. It's the John Miller Program. I'm John Miller. I'm Phil Perrier. And uh, welcome back to the JMP. We're here in the final final uh, 20 minutes. We've got a good friend and, and cohort and radio feast. Marlon's on the phone. Yo. Marlon, how hey. Casberg, right? Yeah, Marlon Casberg. There you go. And I'm not Jewish. You sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I have the tattoo. I have the tattoos to prove it. Uh, there you go. Um, he's, he, you're kind of my my comrade in pirate radio. I am. You know, uh, have you been doing any shows down there at, uh, at the old, at the other station? Yeah, I've been doing. I've been doing a regular show on uh, KFJC uh, College Radio Station out of Foothill College in Los Altos uh, Hills. I've been doing it uh, regular again. It's almost uh, ten months now. I've been, I've been wow back at it. Yeah. And where can they hear you? What, what was the call? What's uh, the uh, call? Uh, KFJC, uh, which is uh, stands for Foothill Junior College up in Los Altos Hills. It's been a radio station since uh, 1958 and. Uh, Eighty nine point seven on the FM dial if you're in the Greater Bay Area and uh, KFJC dot org on the World Wide Web. There you go. Yeah. And so, uh, how's, uh, you know, I, this is like my second show in two years, uh, and my second show in a row actually in two years. So I'm I'm just trying to figure out how we record it and do all that. But technology, my my friend and cohort Phil Perrier, he's in Atlanta. Right now, yeah, we, this is this is state of the art uh, technology here. Yeah, it <laughs> it'd be state of the art if the guy is operating would learn uh, would learn how to use it. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I, I, I got a big fat notice when I zoomed when I when I logged in that said this is being recorded, so I'm assuming yeah. it's working. Oh, I hope yeah. so. <laughs> That's a good sign. <laughs> That's a good sign, no doubt about it. Um, but uh, so, what do you what do you do for a day job, Marlon? I man, I work like a fucking beast. We can swear, right? Yeah. Oh hell yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Hell fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I I work crazy. I uh, so I work at a uh, I work at a veterinary clinic in the hospital. At, and in the evenings, I do that. I basically get the hospital ready for the next day after it's been torn apart by a bunch of vet techs and doctors. And then uh, during the day, I work at a small children's museum and zoo. I'm a zookeeper, and I take care of. Uh, shit ton of animals and um i do that in palo alto the animal hospitals in san francisco it's been an animal hospital consecutively since 1906 wow is insane yeah and uh on the side i i have a, i have a side hustle uh don't tell uncle sam but i uh, do a lot of pet sitting on the side i'm a professional pet sitter so you're an animal lover uh yeah i, I like animals yeah i mean i don't 
dude, I'm not into bestiality or anything, but uh, yeah, I'm, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I do. Like, I do like animals. Yeah, I know. Okay, no, because John, I don't get sexual with him. <laughs> no, no. Okay, let's say that yeah. is off the table. But I got <laughs> good. Okay, I got. I had two cats, and then about three weeks ago, one of my cats, and they're they're they lived in my backyard, but they would come in to eat, and there you know no uh, litter box in the house. They they do all that outdoors, right? And then mm-hmm. about three weeks ago, my and then, by the way, the two cats, I think they're sisters. There's an orange cat and a calico, and they love each other, and they, you know, they hang, hang out and play together. And like three weeks ago, the calico hit the road. So my question to like, you, as as a as did, an animal expert, what yeah. is, what, what is the most likely scenario when a cat just hits the road like that? Well, I mean, sadly enough, it could have be it either could have been picked up by somebody that was like in the neighborhood that maybe it was also visiting, and they decided to like bring it into their home, or maybe they took it to the animal, you know, like animal. The only thing is, though, this and, I don't mean to cut you off, but the, my the cat is yeah. so um, standoffish, you know, like when I I can't just pick the mm-hmm. cat, you know, I I don't think it would get in somebody's car, you know what I mean? Okay, I mean, yeah. So and they're no, not coming in your, they're, feral. they're not coming into your house or anything? No, they they do. They come into my kitchen and they okay. eat. And then you know they'll lie around for a while, but they really like to be outside yeah. most of the time. Yeah. So you you can't really pet them or hug them. Well, or anything, they, right? when it's their idea, like when she, you know, she yeah. was, you know, standoffish, but sometimes she coming like rub against my feet and I'd pet her and she'd be yeah. purring. Pretty rare. Yeah. But I mean, as far as like just like walking up and grabbing her, never. Cats are weird, man. They're like they're 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 nomads. Some cats will yeah. stay around the same area for quite a while, and then other cats will like uh, you know find different areas to hang out on reg, you know on yeah. on daily basis. Like maybe they can hang out at your house for a week, then they'll go and hang out at another house for another week, and then they'll go to another house and hang out for a week. You know, so it depends. She didn't look pregnant or anything, right? No, no, and I think she was okay. eight or nine years old, maybe. Okay, huh? That's that's pretty old for an outdoor cat. Where uh, you said it was was which one went missing, the calico or the orange cat? The calico, yeah. The calico, yeah. Wow, calicos and orange cats are funny. You know, they're only calicos are only females usually, and I've heard that. Uh, and orange cats are usually males only. Ah, so you know, the orange cat might be a because I mean they're so fluffy. I don't real. I've never seen the you know the goodies, but yeah. The orange cat could conceivably be a male. Yeah, it could be, and if it, it's a male and you don't see nuts on it, then it might have been it might have been neutered. So that's yeah, no, it was also. it was because these were my mom passed okay. away like five years ago, and these were her cats, and you know she didn't give me a lot of. I, I know everybody was spayed and neutered, and aside yeah. from that, okay. they were just you know pretty feral. But I'm I mean, just given yeah. the given the hard news, Marlon. <laughs> well, it could have been hit by. Yeah, yeah I know, I know. I mean, it could have been hit by a car that's, or taken by a predator. Yeah, that's the worst case scenario. So, yeah, but yeah. you never know. Maybe it'll show up like in a few days too. Yeah, that's and I'm, I'm hoping. Awesome. It's, yeah, I know, and I'm I'm just hoping that wherever it is, it's being well, you know, well fed and well taken care of. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if you want, you know, cats, outdoor, indoor cats are kind of like a sketchy. That's a slippery slope, you know. Like, yeah, like yeah. outdoor cat has that freedom but then there's also the elements that can can kill yeah. it basically yeah. so but are you going to bring cat, the calico into the house and... cat, 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 no, cats can't go around that human yeah the orange keep her on the outside yeah. 
So I'm gonna just let her do it. You let him or her do it. You know yeah. what, what he wants to. Yeah. You. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the easy way to deal with it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Not really. I bring the, the show down with a sad, you know, sad note. But <laughs> I miss my kitty, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a bummer. That's the that's the only downside of like uh, having outdoor indoor animals. You know, outdoor yeah. animals they disappear and they don't come back. So. You have yeah. no control. You have no control. Yep, no control. But you know, I, <laughs> I always believe that cats, any human, they keep them alive because cats are just stupid. They'll, they'll <laughs> you know, uh, Luna, she looks out the window here, and we're on the second story. I'm like, hey, uh. Once you're out there, you're on your own because you're going to go down there and freak the fuck out and get hit by a car. She looks. So Luna is a completely indoor kitty. Oh yeah, <laughs> you couldn't let a cat roam. Oh around. yeah, you could. Yeah. 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 I have an outdoor loin. indoor cat in the tenderloin. Oh yeah, that yeah. cat would be in porn in five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that that cat would be OD'd on fentanyl in no time. <laughs> be on fentanyl before you know it. <laughs> totally. Passed out in front of passed out in front of City Hall, sleeping it on. Yeah, that'd be that'd be her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> the things we say. Oh my god. So how's the family, uh, Marlon? Long? Uh, how's the how's the kid? Well, you know, I got divorced. I got. Oh, I, I didn't I, know yeah, that. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, yeah. I got. I got. I, uh, we got, we weren't getting along. And so we got divorced. She's cool. She went, she, I mean, we still talk, you know, we're cool. That Of course we got a kid to share. He lives in LA now and, uh, he lives with his mom and his, uh, and his other dad, his new dad, but uh, they're cool. It's cool. I see him, you know, he comes up every few months and we hang out and we, you know, he comes up for the summer and we hang out all summer and then get tired of each other and, and he goes back home. So it's cool. Right. I, I, he's I, going I, to school and He's going to school in LA and he's got a baby brother now and they're, and he's got his baby brother's great. And, uh, yeah, they're all, they're a good, happy family. So that's fine. And, you know, I'm cool. I'm good for, I got, you know, I'm, I got my, uh, I got a girlfriend up here now. She lives in, uh, in the Marina and she's, uh, really awesome. And, uh, yeah. And, and she's helped me. She helped me. She got me to quit drinking, which was, I've been a career what? drinker for Wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? You stopped, you yeah. stopped drinking? I stop drinking. I can. I, I, I can fucking believe that. Yeah, Melinda and I were together one time. We were up at that that hot dog place. What was the name of it? Oh, um, Showbiz. Yeah, show show dogs. Oh my god! Yeah, Do you remember oh that? My god, god yes. that was. Oh my god! You, oh man, I was hot. I was stumbling down in the. That was in the mission, right, or something? No, or? that's on. That that was uh on um uh, um market and like. Oh, oh God! Yeah, show yeah. dogs. Oh my God! Yeah. Oh wow. That was fucking. Yeah, man. There's I, I got pictures moment. of you passed out in there. Yeah, it's that. always good to have pictures of <laughs> being passed out. You always want to. You always yeah. want to commemorate that. Need, yeah. yeah. I definitely. I will, I always want the memory. So, well, the <laughs> the main thing was the main thing was I got diagnosed with cancer a couple of years back. Yeah, that's so, why I had that. Uh, how that? Are you remission? Are you remission? Uh, not in remission. I'm still treating it. I got, I had prostate cancer. So, uh, they went in and they, you know, slit, cut up a bunch of stuff, took a bunch of things out. I didn't realize prostate cancer is pretty fucked up because they, uh, they take out a lot of your parts that you don't, it's, you got to start getting, figuring out how to make everything work again. It's pretty nuts. So, and I had no idea. I mean, I learned, I learned all about maybe about five hours before getting the surgery. I'm like, what? I'm like, holy shit. 
how yeah, how exactly. old are you, Marlon? Uh, I'm old. I'm not too. I mean, I'm I'm older, but I'm I'm young in the in the respects of prostate cancer. I'm uh, 57 years old right now, okay, and I'm I was diagnosed. With, so you're you're, a, you're yeah. a child as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. I was so I was diagnosed with it when I was 55. So uh, yeah. they you know and they said you're you're pretty young. Uh, they were going to give me like uh, kind of like there were I had a couple of options. You can go in. You can get either radiation or you can get surgery. If they do the radiation the chances of you getting the surgery after the radiation is done is like not very, it's not good, but you can get the surgery if they don't get all that cancer out, which happened to me. They didn't get all of it out because there was a couple little pieces that got out in there somewhere. They, uh, they, they, uh, gave me the option of radiation afterwards. So now I'm on, uh, to after the, they pound you with all this radiation for like five weeks last year, then they, uh, put you on hormones, which really sucked because, uh, it's uh testosterone blockers. So my energy is fucking low. You have no you have no sex drive and uh You got big and, kids, um, right? Yeah, yeah, my tits are growing and uh <laughs> you uh I I have uh I'm going through menopause basically. So I have, I'm very I'm very irritable. I I, I can spin on oh spin God. on a dime anger anger moment. It's fucked up. It's pretty messy. But yeah. Now you, now you respect women more, right? Oh yeah, totally. Man, when I met, when I'm hanging out with women, it doesn't matter who they are. They can be the meanest bull dykes or whatever. That just tell them how what I'm going through, and I'm in menopause right now. They're like, "Oh my God, you're you're amazing!" And then they can, they, everybody can relate. It's it's the best. It's the best uh, 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 thing to, to to relate with. It levels the playing. Sure. <laughs> I, I got a joke for you, yes. Marlon. Okay. I how you tell the difference between a hippopotamus and a lesbian? Ooh. Oh my God! All right, I give up. Forty pounds of a pair of corduroy shorts. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> hey, thank you, Phil, for writing that. <laughs> well, but we respect our lesbian listeners out there. You know, come on. Yeah, yeah, no, no, not at all. <laughs> How you tell a well hung lesbian? I don't know. Okay. How? Fat fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. <laughs> hey, what did the, the, the tampon say to the tampon? <laughs> Nothing. They're both stuck up cunts. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, man. Wow, John. This is, those, this those is, are, those this are, is a deep renegade radio. Yeah, those are. Those you are didn't write that jams, one, so I came up with that last one myself. <laughs> Not bad, though. Not bad. Oh. The six. Well, I, I, I kind of forgot about the cancer. I'm kind of, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for remission here. You know, uh, I, I yeah. forgot about it. I, I hadn't talked to you. And so I, I kind of, now I remember you told me that. And I, yeah. Now I remember it. It's just like, I'm glad to hear that you made, you've made this far and hopefully you'll be in remission yeah. soon. Yeah. I've learned a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I've learned. I mean, I got another year of treatment and then after that, it's, uh, We'll see how it goes. At least when I get off all the meds, I get my my energy and my sex drive back. I guess. We'll you think? You think you will? Well, I think I will. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. I think I can. I think I can. Uh, yeah, I've learned. I learned how to get around it. So, those, yeah. so that's a big. That's a major plus. Black and Decker Pecker Wrecker. There you go. Uh, <laughs> hey, well, Marlon, I'm going to thank you uh, for uh, taking time out of your Sunday and and coming and recording with us. Yeah, totally, man. It's good to talk to you. Hey, and where can they find what what day and time are you on uh, KFJC? 
Well, I'm off sporadically doing fill-ins. I do a lot of fill-ins on the radio, but uh, usually you can catch me on Wednesday afternoons from 2 to 6 p.m. So 2 to 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, you can catch me at 89.7 or kfjc.org. It's a pretty fun show, and it's great because I've been mustering a lot of listenership without any social media promotion. I'm not... I'm not mo- I'm not promoting myself and it's it's get it's building steam and I love it. I'm just cuz I did this way I did this way back in 1986 and with you know there was no internet then now so now right. I'm doing it again that way and I'm just kind of curious to see how it how it snowballs and it's been snowballing so it's a lot of fun. It's like a it, I do a a pirate I do an old time uh-huh. kids radio show as a pirate and I play a lot uh-huh. of kids kids songs and stories and stuff and i read stories it's pretty fun and then i play a bunch of contemporary music too it's great awesome well thanks yeah. Marlon. it's been yeah, good thank you man and uh we'll keep, let's keep in touch you got we got numbers so uh um that was marlon well we call him feast uh you can find him on kfjc.org uh, i'm john miller i'm phil perrier and that was marlon hey thank you and uh till next time you know why we renamed Paul Luke, don't you? It's a county ain't so hot. I asked him if he wouldn't keep kissing me on the neck. He won't even go out back and gather the eggs. Figures the chickens is laying for him. Hi, Nick and Sonny Love here <laughs> to tell you that we just bought the Dickens Fruit Company. For years, the makers of Dickens Orange Juice and Dickens Lemonade. Yeah, because we felt there was a gap in the market that needed filling, so to speak. So we asked the company's founder, Anita Dickens, to come up with a brand new apple drink. And before we knew it, we had our Dickens Dick Cider. <laughs> when she's really parched, say open wider. She's gonna want a big Dickens Cider. <laughs> our new drink is aimed mainly at the active young female market. I mean, what health conscious woman of the 90s wouldn't just love a big Dick Insider. That's right, Nick. Scientific studies have proven that even a small Dick Insider can relieve stress in most gals. Exactly. And at your next party, why not try serving up a hot Dick Insider? Hey, Sonny, great bash, but it looks like your little lady could use another hot Dick Insider. Mind if I do the honors? Sure thing, Nick. What are friends for? <laughs> hey, thanks, Sonny. Plus, Dick Insider goes great with mixers like 7 Up. I know my date just loves Seven Up and Cider. Good point, Sonny. And hey, even though Dick and Cider is loved by women everywhere, it's great for us fellas too, right, Sonny? So true, Nick. I know once I have my Dick and Cider, I feel better almost immediately. <laughs> and fellas, feel a little adventuresome? Why not let your Dick and Cider age for three weeks to turn it hard? My date actually prefers a hard dick inside. <laughs> hey, in this day and age, when a girl is concerned about what she's putting in her body, she'll just love swallowing down a huge dick inside. It's all natural. You bet. Every dick insider will give her a big old load of protein. 
And hey, gals, it comes in quarts. <laughs> yeah. So, fellas, pick up some Dick and Cider for your honey today. Yeah, you can either get a Dick and Cider bottle or do what I prefer get a dick insider can. <laughs> Either way, tonight give your sweetie a big dick insider. Because if you don't, we will. Why? Because we're the Love Brothers. D-I-C-K-E-N-S Dick Insider is the best. County ain't so hot. I asked him if he wouldn't keep kissing me on the neck. He won't even go out back and gather the eggs. Figures the chickens is laying for him. This is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.